When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Take the Black Live, the show where myself, uh, hideous left-eye gargoyle Dan Selke, and editor of WinnersComing.net, talk all things fantasy, sci-fi, TV, and movies with my co-editor, Daniel Roman, also an editor Hello. of WinnersComing.net. Thanks for joining us. Hello, Martha. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Richard. Hello, Andrew. Again, excited for this episode. I am too. What's up, Daniel? How you been over these past seven days and change? You have 10 seconds. Ten. All right. I, I've been pretty good. Uh, I think it's funny that you headed off with uh, your gargoyle comments, uh, any self-consciousness, and I'm ready to talk sci-fi fantasy shows, movies, Two. books, unicorns, I am just, I just, oh yeah, of course, all those good things. I just want to be up front with, with my audience, with, with, with our audience. But I have a thing That's on my important. left eye, and it's shiny because I'm using antibacterial cream, and it's not gone, and I don't like it, and I may have to get it lanced off. I want you all to know this, so you know, because sometimes <laughs> this is important information. Sometimes we look at our heroes and we think they're infallible. <laughs> I just want you to know that I have problems too, so I'm not above anything really. But anyway, um, That's good. Yeah. I'm glad that you you clarified that this isn't an invincible situation. We're letting you know up front of the fallibility. <laughs> exactly. With the gold ring. I have gotten the weirdest advice, by the way. OK, really quick story before we go on. <laughs> I had one friend okay. tell me it's caused by eyelash infections and they recommended to pull out Ooh. like the, the right eyelash. I think they were. Tr- I'm pulling out eyelashes like an idiot and. <laughs> And I think they're wrong. Like the doctor did not mention this, and nor did they say it when did I consulted you say them. And the right eyelash. So it's like, like a, you're you're trying to find the one. According to my friend, you got to find like <laughs> the eyelash that's infected, and then pull that one out. And I I th- I think they were being sincere, but I think they're incorrect. And now I think I'm down like ten eyelashes. Whatever, it's a whole process. <laughs> um. <laughs> text the gold ring i'll 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 worth it for i can anyway our program today uh let's begin in with um game of thrones spinoffs because there are now two of them officially in proper development both house of the dragon season two and now a knight of the seven kingdoms the hedge knight colon very long subtitle m dash episode one uh, that's officially happening too. So it is an exciting, potentially too exciting time for the Game of Thrones fandom. And just just to, to, to check in, filming is happening on House of the Dragon season two. We have this lovely picture uh, from from uh, Casadas, Spain, where they do a lot of filming. They did for Game of Thrones. Spain's been a good place for House of the Dragon too. And I do love that the apparently the local government flies the Targaryen flag of the town square, which. If I were them, I'd leave at least one flag Targaryen red and black the entire year. Because who doesn't think that's cool to live in a city that's ruled over by um, the benevolent, wonderful Targaryens? No one. Everyone thinks that's cool. Every single person. Yeah. So that's pretty exciting. And this is the city, like you said, they filmed King's Landing there, I think, in season six, seven, eight. I don't know if it was every season, Uh, but they did film it there for House of the Dragon, too. So. They actually started doing a, a large fan convention in this city last year. They did, yeah. That I'm hoping becomes a, a yearly thing. Uh, so House of the Dragon rolling on. Yeah, not much like to really report on it. It's happening. And by the way, Martha yeah. says rubbing it with the gold ring is a cure. 
Is there like a gold ring specifically, Martha, or is it just like any gold ring will do? Because uh, I'm really trying to tarnish. Because then it you're just be rubbing gunk on your eye. Can't be tarnished. It's got to be a nice, clean one. It's got to be clean. Yeah, you can't rub more bacteria in the eye. Plenty of that, that's that, that's what causes it. That's right. But um, I'm willing to hear options. <laughs> I don't care how far out. Anyway, um, I also thought we would just discuss a little more. Because last week we did the show and, yes. and the news that HBO was developing um, a new prequel series for Max. Max! Not HBO for Max. Formerly HBO Max, now just Max. Max. A new series, A Knight of the Seven Kingdoms, The Hedge Knight, based on George R.R. Yes. Martin's Duncan Egg novellas, set about 100 years after House of the Dragon, about 100 years before Game of Thrones. And yeah. it's a, like more, you know give or take um or about take. a uh a very tall possibly the father of like the great grandfather of hodor knight named sir duncan the tall and uh, of <laughs> wait are you are you joking I, i'm not because no. so there is a bit okay. in a dance with dragons i i i, I was recently for, because richard eberwin okay. who wrote a great post for us about like characters from game of thrones could be in uh night of the Sef- uh, seven kingdoms where there's a bit where brand's going through the werewood visions and he's looking out of the werewood in winterfell's godswood and he sees like yes. flashes yeah, i know the scene yeah and one of them is a slender girl with brown hair kissing a very tall knight almost tall as hodor and the theory is that is oh. the fourth duncan egg novella and the lady is old nan as a young woman and the oh. tall knight is sir duncan that is definitely an interesting theory i would not be surprised at all to see that come to fruition <laughs> um it would be interesting if he was related to hodor though because i'm pretty sure we do know that dunk is related to a different game of thrones character i'm pretty Brienne, sure he is brianne's yeah, he's Brienne's distant relative. Which does but feel yeah, like so a little incestuous the... to me. Like, metaphorically incestuous, not literally Targaryen incestuous. Where it's like, yeah. uh, there's just kind of, you know, the, 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 this like um, navel gazing of making little connections and just kind of connecting the dots. Not for any real reason that helps the story, but just because it's fun to link things up. And well, sure. I do think that that becomes a danger the more of these shows you put into practice. Like, because... At what point does it go from telling a great story to winking at the audience for its own sake? But um, we haven't crossed that bridge yet, so we don't really need to worry. No. But I do think it can happen. But anyway, um, they're making that show. <laughs> um, yes. And I just thought now that we've marinated for a bit, do you have any other thoughts, Daniel? Yeah, well, I think we need to hit on. Uh, so George R. R. Martin has broken his silence about this Night of the Seven Kingdoms show since we had our last podcast Mm -hmm. so he's expecting it to be six episodes season one will only cover the hedge knight so our theory about the whole colon the hedge knight thing being a like a subtitle for season one seems to be on point because he said if it gets to season two they'll do the sworn sword and season three would be the mystery night and then he'd have to write more novellas which i think produced a caustic laugh of bitterness from many a fan how can a man who is so clearly so smart be so bad at predicting the rate at which he can work it's really fascinating we've all got our things and uh yeah i'm curious to see what he ends up doing with duncan egg i feel like they could just do it on the show and most fans wouldn't even be mad about it it's not a game of thrones situation where it's like we don't know how duncan egg ends that information is out there in like the world of ice and fire if you want to know the ultimate end for some of these characters but yeah so i i'm still excited for a night of the seven kingdoms i'm a little nervous about the whole max rebrand thing and how that may or may not affect it and i think in terms of over like diluting things by cross references um i was surprised that house of the dragon did it as much as it did actually so mm-hmm. I think did it much Duncan egg kind. I mean, just the whole egg on, you know, egg on and his dream and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, but that like wasn't really a part of Game of Thrones like that. And that actually inspired the characters like that one I thought worked because it had a role to oh, play yeah. in the story itself. And um, it yes, wasn't really a big thing in, in Game of Thrones. Like a cute one would be like, I don't know, the Targaryen looking to the camera and being like, 
and Egan will never sit the Iron Throne again, or I don't know, something like that. Like a Targaryen <laughs> with dark hair, that's impossible. Like some cute little crap yeah. like that. They haven't done that. Yeah, hopefully we avoid that kind of stuff. I think Duncan Egg especially, you know, Martin does the small nods in Duncan Egg to his main series. So I will see those, I think. Like Walder Frey, I think you pointed this out to me. Like Walder Frey is in Duncan Egg as an annoying child in one scene. So I'm sure we'll get stuff like that. Old Nan is in Duncan Egg. I mean, maybe. Um, maybe. We got Bran's teacher is probably in Duncan Egg. Anybody else? Oh, yes. um, Maester Eamon is, is in He's Duncan Egg. He's definitely in it. Yeah, he would be the, the, the old man at the Night's Watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Maester Eamon. He's off screen, but they talk about him a, a few times. And then, like I you said, Brendan Rivers, the, the Blood Raven, is a yeah. character we'll definitely meet. And Walder Frey as like a little snot-nosed four-year-old jerk face is 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 pretty fun, too. Like, of course, Walder Frey is a out. difficult, objectionable kid who nobody likes. <laughs> so um, that, yeah. that, 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 that that does make sense. Who hates weddings? Yeah. Basically, any character in their 90s could be in this show in some way or another. <laughs> any character who's in their 90s in Game of Thrones. And that there narrows it down a bit. It, 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 I mean, it, it, it actually does. Um, and by the way, Martha, thank you. Any gold ring will do. It's good to know. Although Smeagol's is best. I agree. But that's hard <laughs> to find. There's only one of them. Um, and Camilla agrees with me. I assume about in metaphorical incestuousness. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And finally, what else did Martin say about um, all this um, speculative stuff about prequels and sequels and spinoffs and such? Yeah, so there was one other big update. I think this is a bigger update that he gave, which basically a while back, there had been stories running about the Sea Snake and 10,000 Ships. That's the Nymeria spinoff and the Corliss Valerian Nine Voyages spinoff mm-hmm. potentially being shelved because they were removed from the website of the production company of Vince Gerardis, who's involved in basically all of the Westeros screen adaptations. Um, Martin on his blog said he doesn't know where people get these things because both shows are still very much in development. Um, He said he actually just had a meeting with the writers for the sea snake like a couple weeks ago. So good news for people hoping for Nymeria and the sea snake. They are not shelved. They're still working on them. We don't know if we'll actually see them. But nobody has asked them quite yet. I, I, I said, let's say it again. I, I hope they stop here. I, I think this is about, I think this is a place to stop for now, maybe later, but right now, Egan and House of the Dragon, no, sorry, uh, Duncan Egg and House of the Dragon sound like good places to focus. Yep. I mean, even already, like the writer of um, House of the Dragon who wrote King of the Narrow Sea, which was a great episode, is De- Ira Parker, yes. is writing for Duncan Egg. And I'm like, that's cool, but that's someone who could have been making House of the Dragon great instead is going to be yes. used to uh, make a new show as good as it could be. I mean, it's good that we're that Talifuk are, 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 are getting jobs, but I just hope that they find the right people and don't spread themselves too thin. And I, I think this is the place to stop personally. But, you know, yeah, studio's going to studio agree. and we'll see what happens. Yep. Studio's going to studio. Uh, and it seems like Warner Brothers Discovery is in a phase of trying to expand into their ips right now they're well-established ones so i'm nervous that we'll get more spinoff announcements but i am totally with you i think do duncan egg and house of the dragon well do those two and then we'll talk about more spinoffs i would have preferred house of the dragon like finish give them multiple season orders then do duncan egg after it and then do something else that would have been my preference but i get it they still want to send back universe 
Um, and as Robert Harris says, all these shows checking George and Martin away from the running main story. Stop the show until it finishes as long as and fire. Yeah, that'd be nice. <laughs> that's that's oh, that, that, that ship has left port, gone out into the middle of the Atlantic, sunk, came back up, continued its voyage to the opposite shore. That ship is Winding so trip. far gone. No one's getting it back. But yes, uh, in yep. dreamland, it would be nice if he could concentrate, but he can't. And and and, and he never will. Not again. Unless these things tank completely. Yeah, so that's good which, news, right? Hey, I I will always I will always defend Martin with the take your time, write the book. He's a writer, I too. you know, in his late career, this is his masterpiece. But yeah, it'll happen when it happens. I you know. Will it slow him down? I mean, maybe, but he'd probably fill that time with something else if he wasn't doing this thing with HBO. He probably would. So He's a national maybe he, treasure, maybe that man. Maybe he needs the balance. Truth. Just this smart, very kind of down-to-earth, articulate, semi-genius person who just is is terrible at concentrating on one thing. It's... I have long since found it charming uh, rather than infuriating. So that's nice for me. Um, Daniel, what else is going on in the world of TV, movies, space lasers, robots, and swords and dragons? Well, speaking particularly of space lasers, robots, and laser swords, uh, today is the season finale of The Mandalorian. Uh, Hit Disney Plus this morning, afternoon, where whatever time, wherever you are. It's out now, uh, The Return. And it's, uh, how'd you feel about it, Dan? We've both seen it. So I'm curious about your Um, thoughts. I I enjoyed it. I mostly, and just FYI, Let's do, I want to do a little bit of spoilers, but not like all the spoilers. But then again, I guess my main problem with the Mandalorian family and the, and the season in general is that I feel like after the first season, the show kind of lost track of what it wanted to be. And this whole season yes, was this exploration of the planet of Mandalore. And can we retake it? Can we resettle it? Which really wasn't on our radar at all earlier and now there's a whole story about it and we're ceding time to other characters who are interesting but not the ones that really made the show work in the first place i enjoyed it my favorite moments were grogu jumping up on little beams grogu being in danger i don't like that still makes me go no somebody got him i like the dogs for being broken (laughs) that actually felt that was a moment kind of important yeah um and you know the, the mandalorians they go and they fight the Moff Gideon and they and they retake the planet and the action scenes are cool. I don't know, something's missing with the show now that it used to be there and now isn't. Like some kind of what is the central point that you are driving at? Because yes. I'm happy that they all retook the planet, but I never really got invested in this retake the planet story. But I, I enjoyed yeah. it. It was well done. And whenever Grogu's on screen, I smile and I like they put him in a little <laughs> Evangelion mech suit. And have him say yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. That's cute. Yeah, yeah. I think that I loved all the Grogu stuff. I totally agree with you. And I've been thinking about this a lot. And I feel like part of the problem with The Mandalorian is that it, for the record, I like the finale. I pretty much agree with everything you're saying. Um, I enjoyed Mm -hmm. it a lot. I enjoyed it. super invested in the retake Mandalore plotline, but... There's a reason for this that I want to talk about. I think the first season of The Mandalorian was like the casual Star Wars viewers show. Didn't matter if you were into all of the extended universe, into the animated series. You could just turn on The Mandalorian and it's a fairly straightforward adventure story about this hardened warrior caring for Mm. the cutest puppet that has been made in the past few decades. And at some point partially in season two, and then really in season three, it has become essentially a sequel to Star Wars, I think Rebels and Clone Wars. Yeah, Dave Flynn's other stuff. Because that's where the whole Mandalore plot line with Bo-Katan and Moff Gideon comes from. And that's cool, but it's just, it's different. Like you said, it feels like the show isn't sure what it wants to be about. Is it a Rebels and Clone Wars sequel, or is it a standalone thing that casual fans can enjoy? And this really hit home for me reading. So our reviewer, Chelsea Zukowski, who wrote mm-hmm. about this episode, wonderful review of it up on Winter's Coming. Yeah, quality stuff. Yeah. Most of the things she liked that she pointed out were 
Rebels and Clone Wars connections. She actually commented in the review about wishing there was a cameo or something like that in this final Mm -hmm. episode. And those were the things, the lack of those things were what made me more able to enjoy this final episode than some of the other ones because it still stood somewhat on its own. It had more focus on Din Djarin and Grogu, you know, kind of the things that made it work in the first place. So, yeah, I feel like the show has shifted into a different sort of show that is a sequel to deep cut animated series. And it's just a question of which fans are you serving, servicing with this show now? It seems like different ones than when you started, which is okay. But I think that's causing a lot of the confusion. I'm going to go back and repeat what I said earlier. It's the watchwater of the day on Take the Black is metaphorical incestuousness. This is kind of what I mean. (laughs) Oh, God. I don't know if I like that, but okay. I love it. I mean, incestuousness is a great watchword for a Game of Thrones podcast. Oh, dear. Dave Filoni, who made the Clone Wars and Rebels, started, as you said, Mandalorian is kind of a standalone thing. And that's when it was at its best, if you ask me. That's when I was most invested. I agree. And then brings in all this stuff from the other shows he made. And it does feel like not so much because that was the best story to be told. That would have been stick with the original idea. But because he wanted to follow up on this other cool stuff he did. And I get why he made it like he, he, he has that prerogative, but it felt incestuous it felt metaphorically incestuous to go and bring in these other family members from the star wars family and graft them onto this thing and i'm not saying they weren't entertaining i've been entertained it's never been a bad show yeah i loved seeing katie sackoff in this show like full stop good for her good for her to get to get this like a career spike always like katie sackoff but i feel like it kind of undercut the core premise of the show and it was because he yes. didn't want yes. to forge ahead on his own. He wanted to, like you said, make us a sequel to those shows. He wanted to bring in the rest of the family. He wanted to bring in the rest of the family into a room where they all did unsavory things together and uh, participated in incest, metaphorical oh, no. incest Stop it. with other Star Wars shows. That's <laughs> what happened like to The Mandalorian. This. The Mandalorian got metaphorically incestuous. I think it weakened <sighs> it. And I don't know. Honestly, that's clearly the direction they're going. So... I'm yeah, sh- it is. It's just kind of sad that it's 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 a good show. Like what we're having in the people in the in, in the husband in, in the comments now. Um, Andrew, so I agree. It was really really great. Camilla is it has a lot of opinions on it. We felt more for funsies. It kind of did, but I'm not sure if it can yeah. be great again. I, I I think it's been diminished. I'll use a new metaphor. Yeah, not unlike every age no, of Middle like Earth is diminished from the last. I there. like that one much more. Not nearly as um, I don't know why yeah. I like the other one. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, just weird. Do we need more metaphorical incest on television? Probably not. No, we don't. Uh, like, we don't need actual incest in the real world. We don't need metaphorical incest on television. We do need more Targaryen incest on television. Debatable. That's plot. That's Debatable. fine. That's okay. But I don't want them <laughs> that to be is incestuous plot. with the other, with, with, with like, on a meta level, incest yeah. is no good. So I I do agree with you about this show. Yeah, I I think The Mandalorian, it is kind of unfortunate. I did think about the whole Book of Boba Fett thing during this finale and just how much more powerful, you know, spoiler alert, the the episode ends with Din, Djarin, and Grogu back together in a pretty happy place. And thinking about how much more impactful that would have been if the show had the season had started with them being apart. That is a really compelling full arc for a season that they totally, you know, stripped over themselves because they're thinking too much about the expanded universe at the expense of the individual show. Um, And I think we've had some examples now of that is when the star Wars series are kind of their weakest. Um, You know, I think Obi-Wan got into issues in the same way. Meanwhile, Andor was an excellent show and it went hard in the other direction. Um, So I think it's not that there's not room for both of these things. You can have, you know, Star Wars shows that service. It's really like the Clone Wars and Rebels fans who are getting the most out of these Mm -hmm. Filoni um, era live action things. And I I am happy for them. It is wonderful that, that we are able to see these Star Wars Clone Wars and Rebels arcs play out now in live action that 
actors who appeared in those shows as voice actors are now coming back as in live action, like Lars Mickelson and Katie Sackhoff. All of that's wonderful. But I think <laughs> I just wish that Lucasfilm had a clear idea of that it was doing that and other things instead of kind of, you know, messing up what was a really good show to serve that broader franchise engine like keep ahsoka to be that type of show it feels like it's going to be because they have so many characters from rebels in it like it's essentially a rebel sequel and that's so fine but to have a show that started out as like anyone could watch it and introduce their kids to star wars to you need to have seen two ad two like seven season long animated series to get all the references is uh, you know, a mistake in my opinion, but we'll see what happens in the future. So final verdict, good show, but not as good as it was. And I don't think it can ever be again because Dave Filoni loves metaphorical incest too much. That's my final take uh, going once, going twice. Okay. Are we good? I think we should end at that. Yeah. Yeah, I think right. so. I don't have anything else to add. We can end on that note. Cool. Anybody out there has opinions, feel free to let off. And you guys are being great. Um, yeah, JP says no direction. Last episodes were the best. The rest were fillers. But they should have kept those episodes in Mandalorian series, not Boba Fett. Yeah, my partner stopped watching because because they were like, wait, are you at the watch in Boba Fett? Oh, that's stupid. I'm not doing that. And I don't blame him. I don't want folks who think like that. I think that makes sense. Was, um, yep. Anyway, totally. another uh, series ender um, in a way yes. was the Last Kingdom movie, Seven Kings Must Die, that capped off the story of Uhtred, son of Uhtred, son of Bernard Cornwell, of Bebenberg, who for <laughs> five seasons tried to retake his ancestral home in medieval England, finally succeeded. Yes. And Netflix capped off his epic, um, ageless journey with a movie. Daniel, you watched it. I didn't. What did I you have... think of the Last Kingdom movie, Seven Kings Must Die? Yeah, so the movie's actually out, so we can talk about this a little bit mm-hmm. this week. Um, I There are things I enjoyed about the movie, but I generally wish they had done a sixth season instead of a movie, because mm-hmm. as much as this is a two hour, it's a two hour film to capstone the last kingdom. It is set uh, years after the end of season five. Um, and, it you know, there was a question because it's not common to see a TV show end with a movie of, no, you know, is this going to feel like a two hour special? Is it going to feel like a film? Like, what is this going to going to be like? And the answer right. to me is it feels like they tried to cram in an entire season of the last kingdom into two hours. Um, it feels like a rushed two hour television episode more than like a film. Um, mm-hmm. And unfortunately, I feel like, you know, that's, it will always be fun to watch Alexander Draymond be Uhtred and like sure. hanging out, yes. going on adventures. Like there will always be a charm to anything that has this cast in it. But I think they really, again, kind of did themselves a disservice by trying to rush this ending if they wanted to hit this as the ending rather than taking their time. You know, like half the cast from the main show is not in Seven Which Kings sucks. Must Die. Yeah which really sucks like a, like ails with a lot of characters who were crucial to the last kingdom are just mysteriously absent and part of that is filming schedule stuff and presumably you know that had to do with getting this thing into production really fast and just not having the groundwork laid for season 6 before they got there um so it's hard to pinpoint why it went down this way um I do think th- some of the action scenes were great. The The battle at the very end, it ends with a very historic battle, which is considered to be like the founding of England, basically. Um, sure. So it does get to that. And they do tie in some actual history there, um, which I, I did like that because they historians only found out where the site of that battle was like, think like three years ago so they like put that in in the movie like that relatively new factoid um about the location so i like there were things like that that i enjoyed but generally it feels like they rushed it 
And that's just a, a damn shame because it's a really solid show. And this was probably one of the weaker entries into it. Sure. Um, minus, you know, the highlights, which are, of course, there. Which um, I, I, I'm glad there were some. Um, Andrew Moins agrees with you. I agree that should have been a sixth season, but I still enjoyed the movie, even with the rush parts, which sounds like what yeah, you're same. saying, too, more or less. That Yeah, it, like it, maybe it wasn't the peak of The Last Kingdom, but um, it was still good, still solid. Yeah, it's still enjoyable. Like, I, like full disclosure, I am planning to watch it again um, at some point this week because I'm interviewing some people associated with the movie. Nice. So I'm going to rewatch it and I'm looking forward to it. Um, so there was no point where I was like, this is a drag to watch. It's sure. still enjoyable to watch. It just isn't quite as airtight or up to the quality of the the show because they just didn't have the time. So, you know, they're introducing characters like Athelstan and it's like years later, Still he's got a bunch so. of different motivations and mm-hmm. they don't really take the time to sell his his turns one way or the other the way they had the time to do that for Edward, uh, right. who became a giant asshat in the series and it was a great turn because (laughs) you know you saw you saw it happen and it was tragic and unavoidable um so yeah last kingdom seven kings must die worth the watch if you are a fan of the series the final Mm -hmm. shot um two shots because the the final final shot is a little weird because it's like a present day thing that's like the castle still stands and it shows Brunenberg. Oh, gotcha. Or not Brunenberg, Bebenberg. Um, but the final shot with Uhtred of the movie is a, is a beautiful. It's one of the more beautiful shots in the entire show. Um, so it's totally worth watch. Uh, just go in with kind of measured expectations about how good it's going to be. Cool. My take. Yeah, um, overall, great series. Good underground, passionate fan base sort of a little under the radar the whole time, but everyone involved with it yeah. seemed like they did a great job. Told a good story. I love Bernard Cornwell, the author. They're making now yes. a TV show about his Warlord Chronicle series, which I'll always take a, a moment to just talk up because I love that. Sh- yeah, I love those. Please books. do. It's not like some. That's the like Winter King, IN right? TV. Yeah, that that is the Winter King about King Arthur. Um, and Bernard Cornwell is a big on historical fiction. He's big on kind of um, taking little known parts of specifically British history and introducing elements and just kind of filling them out in a way that doesn't feel fantastical, but feels grounded. And King Arthur is a story that, you know, um, is usually told in a mythic sort of way. And this is a, uh, I love the books because they took the myth, but kind of put it in, the right context of if everyone believes literally believes in fairies and druids and stuff what's the difference between like real magic and them saying they can do something and everyone believes them it's kind of the same thing uh the series is great yeah i hope the show is great it's on like intv or something some british channel hope it gets picked up by netflix something because um so bernard cornwell late in life spike love to see it um and that's my thoughts on definitely the bernard cornwell verse uh, Julie says hi to me. Um, oh, um, sorry, Julie. Uh, I know sorry, Julie. it's a bad time. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can always uh, um, watch we us. Could. We could, yes, we would. Um, you can always watch us in 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 uh, after the fact recorded or come in late. It doesn't matter. Um, and Andrew loved the ending of the Last Kingdom. Seven Kings must die. And yes, he spelled Uhtred correctly. Yeah, can't forget the 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 H. It's it's the most important part. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, Andrew. I love the ending. Um, the ending makes the whole movie worth it, I think. Even like flaws and all, worth it just for that ending. Um oh, no. but yeah, yeah, I, I'm glad the Winter King is getting adapted because this is an end for Bernard Cornwell's work on screen, but he's such a prolific and and really great lot, author that it's nice. I'm glad there's at least another show that's already getting moving for him. And you've, mm-hmm. yeah, you've certainly talked the Warlord Chronicles up enough that I have no doubt that that is a good call to be doing that show. So I hope it gets wider dis- distribution because I want to watch it and I don't get that channel. I don't think anybody out in, 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 in this country does. If any of our British viewers get it, um, lucky you. 
Anyway, Daniel, uh, other <laughs> yes. uh, viewers, YouTube, Facebook audience, what else are you watching or reading lately? Anything at all? Um, the Well, the main things I've been watching are the things we've talked about. The Last sure. Kingdom, um, The Mandalorian. So I haven't been watching too, too much beyond that. Um, I have been reading quite, quite a lot in the past mm-hmm. week. I'm going to see if I can hold these up. Have you ever heard of Night Angel, Dan? No. So uh, it's a really popular series, uh, epic fantasy series by Brent Weeks. The first book is The Way of Shadows. He has a new one coming out next week called Night Angel Nemesis. He's going back to this world that was like his big break fantasy story for the first time in, I think, like a decade or two. Um, It was like a finished trilogy, and now he's going back to it. And that has been... I have never read any of them. So I started in on the new one and I liked it so much and was so intrigued by the stylistic differences because the new one is like a first person account and of this guy's story. And he's so clearly lying about half the stuff. Like (laughs) he is just an, a a clearly unreliable narrator. Um, So I needed to go back and see what the, the original books were like. Uh, So yeah, that has been, eating a lot of my time this week uh but you have been watching things right what, what's Lots. been on your watch list quite a bit um we'll Tell start me. with what uh jp says succession uh, another great episode yeah succession is Everyone's killing it. raving about it it's killing this final season it's always been a good show it's all it it it, 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 it somehow found a way to take all oh, the like, gavels the coming out. kind of like just it's right here i like playing with things um it's somehow found a way to take like the to set up a fairytale kind of like handheld catching folk with the like kind of little nuance of conversation just saying things offhand and make it feel yeah exciting and relevant they always every episode they choose these like really intense inflection points through episodes around it does a great job of balancing the seriousness and the humor like it, again it, it's it's basically game of thrones in modern times a very 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 rich and powerful family and it's one of those things where when you have that much money in your family, whether you be the Royal family or just this family family, isn't just family. It also like your relationships determine your living standards, determine how much influence you can exert over important decisions. So your siblings and your parents and your colleagues become not only like your siblings and your parents, but also, so kind of rivals and there's just a great job of capturing those little bits of interaction where just you see kind of small emotions go over the face wash away push away it's like no 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 give me give me give me give me it's just so good it's funny the last one when they <laughs> when they found like logan's actually no i, I can't say anything because i don't want to spoil it for you um, don't spoil it i'm yeah. in the middle of season two if I, you can get caught up, up if you can get caught before it ends because there's some good stuff going I'm working on working on it I'm also watching um, Perry Mason is ramping up too. this. I think it's the penultimate episode on HBO. It's getting really, really good. You know, just sumptuous 30 set period drama. And now it's taking a turn. I don't I'm not sure if he's done the old Perry Mason thing where he gets someone to confess on the stand. I hope it happens uh, because that was always the (laughs) hallmark of of the old show, which never happens in real life. Whatever. It's fun. Um, Good performances. tightly written kind of pot boiler thing i'm really liking it a lot barry's back on hbo hbo is demolishing it Man. right now there's succession perry mason and barry which is it's, it's final season two i don't know how they're doing it um and last week tonight too i watch are you interested in that the idol show it's getting a lot of press it's coming on hbo in june no, uh, so one, no, I'm not interested at all, but I hadn't, I had missed a lot of the press, mm-hmm. uh, until I actually saw your write up about the trailer for this uh, a day or two ago. What is the deal with that? It seems like that show has got some controversy out of the gate. It does. What's going on with that? This is like a, a big new HBO show from the weekend. Whose real name is something okay. that I forget. And the guy who made euphoria is behind it. And it was controversial because okay. it, there was like a rolling. St- uh, it's it's about the music industry. It's Johnny Depp's daughter is like a pop star, and there was a big Rolling Stone expose about them having to reshoot everything, and it they made it 
went from a female perspective to a misogynistic one. And then they just be like, no, we reshot parts of the pilots. Nothing else, nothing else got reshot. You're exaggerating things. So it kind of has, I mean, it, 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 it's in the conversation. I'll say that. Um, the trailer kind of looked like a standard sort of biopic thing. Um, but I don't know. Also, I've never watched Euphoria. And I'm not sure I will because I'm, in, I I'm there with you. There's like a, I don't know what, I'm, I'm not sure what, what I is, 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 is throwing me off a sleaze factor. I don't like, I don't know. Um, but I haven't watched it and I'm not sure I watched the idol, but it's in the conversation. And so HBO, mostly I'm watching HBO. There's a lot of HBO stuff. Other than that, not, 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 yeah. not, not really much. Well, you're—I mean—you're holding down the HBO front because most of those—it—it it seems like HBO is having a banger of a time right now, but not a lot of uh, like genre television, which is probably why I haven't really been watching because sure. that's what I'm spending most of my time watching. Um, but it's nice to see shows like Succession and Barry killing it, and The Idol. Yeah, I so I need to actually read up on this because having yeah, go ahead. It's interesting to think about it as having those elements of misogyny in a show that feels like a biopic about the music industry, because obviously those are relevant themes to discuss if you're going to yeah. talk about the music industry. So in, I, I suppose a lot of it will depend on how they handle it, but those ideas being present to me is not an immediate red flag if it's about the treatment of a young pop star in the music industry. I think it'd be dishonest not to touch on that to some extent. Uh, but again, I don't know anything about the show, so I, I'm going to have to research that now because I'm curious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, you, you might not watch it, but yeah, read up the the little the controversy. It's interesting my stuff. By the way, Martha, you watched Euphoria, High School and Sex. Did you like Euphoria, though? Was it good? Something about it is just kind of <laughs> You did not... leave that part out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can live about whatever you want. I don't know. It's not really calling <laughs> me. There are others I'd rather watch first. But um, yeah, it's about what yeah. I've been watching. Having a good time. Um, shall we yeah. move on to the final part of our weekly episode, the Wick News Lightning Round, and close this thing out? Let's do it. We're moving with lightning speed through the show. We might as well keep that trend going <laughs> in the world famous Wick News Lightning Round. Also, Martha damning euphoria with faint praise. We asked her, is it good? And she said, good music. <laughs> <laughs> Robert Which, Harris says, not a good show at all. Fair enough. I, I've heard some people I really like so much it. For me, it. any high yeah. school show is going to be a hard sell. Because yeah, What the hell are we doing in our 30s towards. watching high school shows, really? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't say not that, to though. Knock that. I There's nothing say wrong that. with that. Yeah, watch whatever I you mean, want. I mean, you can say... Sorry. What? <laughs> you know, I haven't wanted to watch high school shows even when I was in high school. Uh, but We sound I, very I smug right, you know, right now. But I'm not, not saying it to sound we'll smug. I'm saying it to sound old, Dan. There's a difference. <laughs> uh, is there? Uh, but we'll, 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 we'll circle back. Touché. And Julie is watching Designated Survivor, a political thriller on A, B, C, and then elsewhere. Cool. Um, Wait, a politi- they- she said on Netflix. Is it on ABC? Well, apparently it was on... Uh, it was on it was on ABC first and then something else I happened, see, but I, I didn't see. open the link. So or maybe it's on ABC and it's on Netflix. Who knows? We can move on and return us another point. Why don't we talk about uh the Wikis Lightning Round? Sorry. Um we're we'll back. Yes. We give 20 seconds to give our 20 second opinions on the news stories of the day. As usual, no order to these, so we'll see what chaos does for us. Oh, I'll just ask you first because i haven't seen this either yeah. daniel the super mario brothers movie is the highest grossing video game film of all time it's made well over 600 million dollars and i don't think it's done taking money either what do you think i think that's great um it seems like you know it's a fun movie that kids can enjoy and parents can enjoy with their kids i've heard jack black totally kills it as bowser yes, his uh, his songs singing in the movie are hilarious mm-hmm. i have heard those um so i'm happy for the super soup that for that movie with the plumbers and uh i hope it keeps <laughs> raking it in work work all right uh, oh my gosh. i'm really curious about this one because i do not know what this means so okay. amc ordered another Anne rice series uh-huh. uh 
So AMC is doing her immortal, immortal universe immortal interview with the vampire universe. Mayfair witches. They're doing another yeah. one. This one is about the supernatural bureaucracy called the Talamasca. Good name. Yeah, I mean, I haven't read too much Anne Rice, but I know there's the vampires, there's the witches, and then there's like basically uh, the Watchers from Buffy, but they're like a shadowy or there's the researchers, vampires and stuff. I never read enough deep to really get into it. But uh, three Anne Rice shows, I don't know, because only one of them is good so far. One of two. Then the vampire is good. Maybe we're just kind of blue. Um, pushing your luck, maybe? <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. All right, Daniel. Um, here's a fun yes. fact to know and tell. Uh, apparently, J.R.R. Tolkien started and abandoned a Lord of the Rings sequel story called The New Shadow that would have followed like Aragorn's son or grandson or something as he dealt with like a plot to overthrow the government of Gondor in the fourth age. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I didn't even know this was a thing, but like you mm-hmm. said, it, it would have covered uh, one of Aragorn's descendants trying to rule in Gondor. And basically Tolkien scrapped it because it felt kind of un Two Game of Thrones. Like it almost undermined the point of the Lord of the Rings. It was a bleak mm-hmm. kind of return to and there's things are still awful and that just didn't sit right with him. So it sounds like it was for the best, but I am curious sure. to know more about it. Fun fact to know and tell. Oh yeah. Yeah, there is, Andrew. We'll get to that. All right. Uh, uh yeah, we, we got you, Andrew. Yeah, so this is cool. Uh, there is a new trailer out. Uh, teasing production has started on the Penguin. The Penguin. Uh, we that all is wanted the this, right? To, yes, the spinoff to Matt Reeves's Batman, the the Batman movie, uh, starring Colin Farrell as the Penguin. It's coming out at some point this year. We all wanted Colin Farrell under eighty thousand pounds of makeup, looking his full Tony Soprano uh, prosthetic fantasy. Just being the penguin in a show of his own. I mean, it might be good. Yes. It was just too much. I I just kind of wish they would make things feel more special. <laughs> I don't know. I probably know because I don't have time to watch this. Um I don't I don't like it, honestly. My gut reaction Ooh. is it might be good, but I don't really I I I just don't like the spider webbing out of stuff. Oh, here's a good one. Uh a, this is a completely just out there rumor that we have no confirmation. I'm, I'm gonna just say anyway and get your take on it. Um, The rumor (laughs) is that Adam Driver is cast or about to be cast as Reed Richards in the Fantastic Four movie. The the stretchy man. I feel like this is hard because if I comment on it and say I don't like it and then he is cast, I'm going to just sound like an asshole. But I'm not an enormous fan of of this casting. Uh, Yeah, I mean... uh, Part of that is I'm just so used to seeing Adam Driver in cynical dark roles and Reed Richards is not that. Um, so we'll see what happens, uh, but I hope that's not true. Give him range. Yes. I'm, not to say he doesn't have the range. He does have the range. I'm sure he can pull it off. <laughs> the range. But find, give us back John Krasinski, please. Um, okay. So, yeah, this one's for for Andrew, the the biggest Twilight fan in the house. Uh, Lionsgate TV what? is an early development on a Twilight TV show, and I am fading into the mists. How do you feel about this? Fading into the mists? Um, I feel fine. I mean, and it's kind of the same thing with Harry Potter. It's like these movies didn't wrap up that long ago, like 2012, and you're making a new TV show. Um, I didn't care about Twilight when it was on. I probably won't care about it now. It feels too <laughs> early. Yeah, Holy. I don't. I don't see any real need for this, but if you're a fan and you're happy, good on you. Martha Love Twilight. Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen a whole lot Twilight of Twilight show, fans. Yeah, Martha, let us know your take. I, if the fans want it, if the fans love it, great. I yeah. guess I just I haven't seen a lot I wish of they would excitement. Find something that's new. Yeah. Well, well it just well, say. <laughs> it, it, it just broke. Yes. Yeah, like literally an hour or two before this show. Yeah. Right. Speaking of more um, spider webbing, new IP content, pump that stuff. Uh, Michelle Yeoh, who just won an Oscar for everything, everywhere, all at once, will star in a new movie, Star Trek Section 31 on Paramount+. Plus. Apparently, it's about like her running the Star Trek version of the CIA, more or less. Okay, go on. Yeah, so this is based on uh, her character from Star Discovery. Trek Discovery. 
and it was an alternate universe version of her character called yes. Empress Giorgio Empress. is the version that will be in this movie. And yeah, yeah well. we've been hearing rumbles about a Section 31 show for years. So it seems like the show either changed or it was never a show. And it is, in fact, going to be this movie. So I I actually like this. That, that one doesn't feel egregious Ooh. to me. I hope it's good. All right. And finishing out the lightning round. This is another one. I'm like, how how are any of us supposed to feel about this? I hope it's good, but man, I'm nervous. Uh, so Paramount Plus is developing a Galaxy Quest TV show. So if you're not familiar mm-hmm. with Galaxy Quest, it was a popular uh, uh, 90s movie oh. with Tim Allen and Alan Rickman, Sigourney Weaver, a cult classic 90s movie. There let's you say. go. That's true. Uh, yeah. They were Funny essentially like suppose they were actors who were in a star trek like show who then later in their careers uh they get abducted by actual aliens who think that they are their characters and want them to help them win a space battle so yeah a show of this is happening what's the deal dan we don't really know yet um we're not really sure yeah. if it's like the original cast minus Albert because Albert died uh come back and and do a sequel or they just cast new folk and do a new show it's a good story the movie holds up the movie's it fun uh it it's definitely a cult classic that's the right word for it it could be fun and it has been a while like it, it's not like harry potter ended a decade ago and it was huge like galaxy was from less than like 99 and that was like you know good 27 years yeah. ago it was one thing and, and that was it i don't know uh i could see more sure why not and you know what that's our show that. everybody and Martha is into the Twilight show like vampires. We all do. Um, yeah, good for it. Um, I, I, I guess I wish they just found something new rather than just rebooting Harry Potter Twilight. Yada, yada, yada. But um, it could be great. Right. <laughs> Why not? Get off our lawn studios. Get off our lawn studios. Um, <laughs> thank you, Andrew. Uh, we're here every Wednesday. That's the third day of the week at 2 p.m. Central Standard Time. That's 1 p.m. Mountain Time. 3 p.m. on the East Coast and noon on the West Coast, bouncing back and forth for fun, trying to keep up. Very nice. Uh, you can also, right here on the Winners Coming Facebook page and YouTube page, also follow us or, uh, you know, like, subscribe, all that stuff. It always helps. Leave a comment. You all did. Thank you for the comments. Um, you can find some, download some podcast form via Google Play, iTunes, wherever podcasts are available. See you next week. And I know you all want to just mock me for my bulbous, disgusting eye. So when the camera cuts, you can just have your fun. Bye. Take care, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Fansighted. Join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.